then we're going to come in in five, four, three, two, one. No, you're not. No, you're not. Just, just trying to say, yeah. Welcome. No. <laughs> Welcome to From a Certain Point of View, a Wooden Bulldogs podcast. <laughs> I'm Hayden Woodhead, <laughs> and I'm trying to talk over these old fellows at large in the room. They think they're going to be on the show again this week. Um, I don't know who he's talking to. I still can't figure it out. They're on the computer. <laughs> One of the voices is my wonderful voice, hopefully. I'm Hayden Woodhead. I'm an independent film director. Uh, and on the other microphone... He's trying to get a word in. Is today named Mr. Untastic? But actually, <laughs> he's the ever incredible, always loving, sultry smooth, funky bass track making dude of all dudeness. Mr. Fantastic! Hola! Get out of here! <laughs> Sit down, Grandpa. Your teeth need to soak for a bit. What's up, bruv, man? It's good to be back. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming back or joining us for the first time. Whatever it may be, we're happy you're here to spend this little bit of time with us in the day. Or night. Or morning. Whenever you're listening, we don't know. Because we're not watching you. No, people were definitely not. I swear. Uh, yeah, we have enough trouble setting up our own technology, <laughs> let alone yeah, yeah. trying to figure out someone else's. Yeah. Uh, so you're wondering, what's like, who are these people? What's coming up in the show? What's the show all about? Well, I'll tell you what's coming up. First, oh my goodness, people. It's mad. It's mad for March. Of course, it is. Hashtag mad for March. Mad for March. You know what to do. Hit us up. Let us know where you're listening from, and get your name entered into a draw for a giveaway. A swag pack. Swag. Uh, you can hit us up on a our email from a certain point of view podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on any of our social medias, Facebook from a certain point of view, Instagram from a certain point of view podcast, Twitter from a certain PO1. Hit us up. Let us know where you're listening. Get your name in. And you know what? We're about halfway through March, but there's still time. And if you get your name in, the odds might be pretty good. The odds might be in your flavor. But enough of that. What's coming up in the show? We mentioned it last week or a couple weeks ago. Never got to it, though. We're going to do top five action flicks uh, this week. Going to get into that, discuss that a little bit, because we all heard Rachel's story. Was it last week? It's crazy. So we're trying to capitalize it. <laughs> we're like, hey, that's a great idea. Um, no, it started a really good conversation online, actually, as you've all heard. So we wanted to, to to join in that conversation. So we thought we'd do it this week. And then after that, we're going to do a, a little game that we introduced last week that we quite enjoyed. We start off with monologues. Then we went to speed round, speed quotes, 
And now we're doing a little game called Finish the Film Blank. See what I did there? I did. <laughs> I did see what you did there. Blank. So, so I blank see what you did there. And then we're going to send it off to Rachel's Review and wrap it up nice and tight with a little whiskey shot. And that's the show. That's what we have coming up. But before, like we always do, Brev, what you been watching? What you've been blanking? What have I been blanking? I'm <laughs> not that old. <laughs> I do blank quite a bit. Funnily enough, the last like two days, Alex is like, did you do the thing or did you remember? And I'm like, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> She's like. Uh. Did lots of things. Yep. Did lots of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's a reoccurring thing with me. If I get tired or stressed, my body manifests itself in memory loss. <laughs> and, How convenient. How I convenient know. for one. But the thing this is. is a- so like you're at a doctor's office about to get like really important information and you're stressed out and then you leave and you're just like, huh, (laughs) I remember he said there's something that I needed to do. Hopefully he emails me. Yes. Can you, (laughs) can you, can you put that in writing, please? Can you write it down? And that is a good bit of information that Mr. Fantastic gave me. Write your Hmm. stuff down. I remember the first week, then I forgot. <laughs> I remember this week because I watched a lot of shows this week, which is funnily enough. Um, we've been working a ton, but we managed to watch a bunch of shows. And uh, last last night was a big night. Watched three different things. I was like, dang. And uh, we're, we're pushing the episode a couple of days later. It's going to be re- released on the same day, folks, so don't worry. But that gave me a little bit more time to watch some stuff as well. Because I didn't mm. do the midweek recording. And uh, normally in episodes past, Justin uh, and I have been trying out the the uh, watching the same thing at the same time and discussing it. And uh, last week, this week with, <laughs> it's not happening. This week. If you're wondering what those old folk sounds are, there's a couple of old fellas that come into the studio and they they try to interrupt the show. You'll hear from them again at some point. They're quite successful at it. Yeah. I don't know how they get in. They're quite sneaky. Anyway, I digressed quite a bit. I watched a lot. I finished up Call My Agent, finally. And uh, you might recall when I, when I first spoke about it, I was saying how it was like a show that nothing bad ever really happened. Like bad things would happen. But then the end of it, it's always like good final season was like, holy baduli. <laughs> like here comes all of the bad stuff. Like no one gets like injured or hurt or killed or, or anything, but like the heavy drama came on and I was like, Oh man, there's gotta be a fifth season. Now there has to be a fifth season. If it's not, it would be like the most sad and not like, they're like, oh, more like, oh man, I want to know what happens next. And if they don't show mm. me, I'll be sad. That kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> so I finished up that and uh, I got on a kick. I was like, oh, I want to keep watching foreign stuff. I want to watch some more French things. So 
I was kicking around like during the week, Justin was texting me saying, this is what I'm watching and this is what I'm watching to sort of see if I wanted to watch the same things. I didn't, but, and then there was the film that I wanted to watch called Leon the Professional, which is a film mm. from, I can't remember his name. What's the director's name? Luke Besson. Did I yeah. Say that right? yeah. We did the fifth element and, you know, a bunch of films that Justin really likes watching. I'd never seen this one. It's got Jean Renault in it and I love him. Um, and a very, very young Natalie Portman. She's like 12 mm-hmm. or something in it. And holy crap, is she good in that film. Uh, but I watched it. Oh, and Gary Oldman's in it as well. And man, he plays a like, crazy drug addicted DEA agent. Like, so well. <laughs> he does it so Oldman, well. Scary Oldman, man. doesn't he do well? But all of the, the three leads in that film were just amazing. And I watched it and I was not expecting it to be like that. And I, and then in the end, I was like rooting for Leon. Even though he's like a terrible person, he's a hitman, right? So he just kills people for a living. But he, he gets – and he's almost robotic. Like he's not all there, but he knows how to do things to people in a bad way. And then he forms a relationship with Natalie Portman's broken home child and they create quite – like it's a very interesting bond. Like you can look at it at many different levels, like father-daughter, brother-sister. Um, they even mention in the film that lovers, like a Lolita-like sort of thing, but it's like so many different layers. And I was like – why did that have to happen to him at the end? <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to say what happens at the end, but really great film. Uh, I enjoyed watching that. Um, so I went from that to a film called La Dream Team. Or the English La Dream was Team. La Dream Team. It is a French football or soccer film. <laughs> so you North Americans... Uh, and it, it's a story, soccer. It's about uh, a professional footballer who, uh, his contract's coming to an end and he's trying to negotiate an extension with his club or a better deal with another club. He gets angry. He breaks his leg because he kicks like a metal pylon that's like hidden underneath <laughs> like a witch's cone. So he doesn't know it's there. So he like kicks it, breaks his leg. Gets sent back to his own, his home little like French town, like village to sort of like regroup and uh, reposition his image, I guess, to the public as a, as not like the bad boy, you know, player. So he takes on the job of coaching his dad's or his youth team. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's the tried and true story of someone's on their high horse they fall from it so they go back to their roots and relearn what it is that they love about the sport but the way that it was told i was just like i must have cried like four times watching that film and then i told alex that and she didn't watch it with me and she she's like one of her goals in life is to make me cry like happy tears <laughs> happy tears okay yeah. not not like not like i'm gonna make you cry i'm gonna painfully make you cry <gasps> just punch him in the throat <laughs> settle down you're not punching anybody 
<laughs> Let me go. <laughs> they got good grips, those old guys. Anyway, I told her that, and she was like, oh, man, I should have watched it with you. But folks in podcast world, football or soccer is my first like fashion from when I was like three or four years old. Um, so watching a film about that, I'm already going to be amped up and enjoying those, like the wins and the losses from the sport level. There's a relationship aspect of the film where he tries to form a relationship with, uh, with a woman, but he ultimately quashes it because he's like, I'm going to be going back to Paris and I'm not going to be able to see you. So I don't want to drag you along. And I was like, Oh man, like they're ending it right when it's starting. And then there's like the family dog who's old and he's been there through everything. And he helps the, the, the main protagonist, like start training again and running again. And he's like part, he's like the team mascot. And then he doesn't make it through the whole film. And I'm like, that's really sad moment there. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, he's, it's a guy that's teaching like young men, like young teenage kids as they transition. And it's just so many levels that I just like, I love this film so much, so much. I'm definitely going to watch it again. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it with Alex. I'm going to make a watch. I'm going to make a watch. I'm going to suggest that she watches it with me again. So I, I was like, such a good film. And then because I was on a kick for that, I saw a show on Netflix called Apache, the life of Carlos Tevez. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder if that's a documentary because Carlos Tevez, for those out there that don't know who he is, he's a professional soccer player. Um, He's an Argentinian. He's played for Boca Juniors. He's played for Manchester United, Manchester City, Juventus, a um, whole bunch of people. He grew up in the slum, slums of Buenos Aires. And this is a dramatized retelling of his youth to when he gets selected for Boca Juniors. And I'm like, oh, that'd be really interesting. So it starts off with actually him recounting stories of his youth and then they switch to like the dramatized version of it and i'm like holy crap like how does anyone survive because there's drug dealers there's gang violence there's people getting shot on the street doesn't matter who you are shot stabbed killed and they just leave them there and it's like dang like (laughs) no wonder this kid like became a world-class like get out of there there's something yeah. driving you to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I'm only three episodes in, but it's like, holy wow. <laughs> so I watched that. But then to Who's, end. What's his, what's his name again? Carlos Tevez. Carlos Tevez. And he's, um, what's unique about his story is that he had like a kettle of boiling water dropped on him when he was a baby burnt 90 percent of his body so you'll see him and he has like these scars and i'm like how did you get those scars from that incident so it's like yeah that would do it yeah so from day like day dot he was like struggle town now he's you know he's very successful um but i went from that and i was like we'll go and we'll finish off the week on a few more lighter things so 
We mentioned before that Netflix was dropping how many new films this year? Like 70-something oh, original 70 titles? 70-something, yeah. And, um, I mean, not all of them are getting big announcements, but one that just showed up was called Yesterday. We just saw it there and we were like, oh, watch the trailer yeah. for it. And uh, Jennifer Garner, and it's a story of parents that used to be all about the yes, then they had a family, and it all became about the no's. No, 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 no. So they have a yes day where the kids get to ask whatever they want, and the parents can't say no. There are some rules, and there's like only a certain distance that they can travel to do these things, and it's, it's, it's a fun film. I really enjoyed it. Like, it goes from one fun adventure to another, to another, to another, and then... It's on our list. Yeah, it's, it's we good. We haven't You're... got to it yet, though. But I was like, yeah, I saw it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, this, for sure, I'll see this. Yeah. For sure. I won't say anything more so that you will be surprised. But it's really, okay. I really enjoyed it. It's a really nice film. And uh, so then after that, we were going to watch Lilo and Stitch, which is one of Alex's favorite films. And... Gosh, I haven't seen it in such a long time. And I was like, yeah, 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 we'll watch Lilo and Stitch. Mm -hmm. It's from 2002. I thought it was earlier than that for some reason. And then I was like, oh, Finding Nemo came out in 2003. What? Yeah. What? Really? So I was like, wait, in my mind, those two films were like way further apart in time than that. Because I'm going to age myself here. I was in grade 11 when Finding Nemo came out, which was 2003. See, I thought oh, I thought I was already an adult and graduated when Finding Nemo came out. I guess I wasn't. Maybe the second was, one. Yeah, yeah, second one for sure. <laughs> I would have been grade 10 for for in 2003. So I was watching it and I was laughing my head off and I was like, this is so good. And then I blinked <laughs> and it was over. <laughs> the deadly blink. And Alex just looks at me and laughs. Cause I literally woke up when the credits were rolling. You're like, ah, good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I missed that. Ah, I forgot how good that movie was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those of you that, can't see i no longer have a mustache he shaved it it's gone the the chin scruff's still there but the mustache is gone so i didn't have no moist mustache moments i don't even think i had a dribbly bibbly or maybe i did there was definitely some stains (laughs) on the t-shirt did you donate your mustache the people want to know it was just a little too short for them to accept Uh, it darn next time next time everybody It'll be bad, don't worry, folks. It's already like coming in. It's like sandpaper now, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who wants some kisses? Yeah, some rash, pash rash. <laughs> Especially with that one. Hey, who wants a kiss, some pash rash? <laughs> hey, keep that guy away from me. What the hell's his problem? You need some loving. <laughs> <laughs> who wants a rash? I can't even say. Who wants a rash? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! It's like it's like uh, the opposite of um, oh my gosh, what is it? 
uh, uh, super troopers. Who wants a mustache ride? (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) Who wants a mustache rash? (laughs) Oh, that was a happy memory. (laughs) So, yeah. So I was like, it's like what I did with Toy Story 4. Fell asleep and woke up and I was like, what did I miss? Oh, like the entire (laughs) film. (laughs) So I'm going to watch the second half, like literally the the last 40 minutes of Lilo and Stitch just to sort of see how it all ends because I did like the start of it was like Star Wars. Like they're in the Galactic Senate and they were talking to this. I'm like, this is like Star Wars, like the prequels. (laughs) And then they go to Earth and I was like, oh, I've been to Kauai. That's like. That Hawaiian island I went to for my thirtieth, and and then all of the like Elvis tunes and and then I was trying to pick the voice of um I can't remember her name but the oldest sister I was like oh is that Jennifer Lopez and now she's like no 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 and she's like it's a Hawaiian actor and she's been in all of these films and these TV shows and she's like do you need more clues like she kept naming all of the films and stuff and I'm like. Uh, just tell me yeah. and it was like in like my brain skull like right at the front yeah. here I'm like I know who that is and then what did she she gave me a clue and I was like oh it's Tia Carrera that's who it is <laughs> and I was like I got you yeah I remembered so that was my viewing for the last week so it was quite a stack of stuff like a lot of new shows and a lot of films Nice. Yeah. My my man. I uh I too watched a <laughs> Oh, I don't care what you watch now. <laughs> Let the man speak. I actually like that Briv guy now. He told that he told Mr. St- <laughs> uh I too <laughs> get out of here, grandpa. I watched, I mean, I watched a lot and you know what? I fell asleep through a lot because there's a couple movies that I, I went to start like the American with George Clooney, seven minutes in, I was asleep. Uh, I started watching just last night, U.S. Marshals with, um, Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley or I forget the, the fugitive guy. Anyways. Fell asleep into that. Same thing. But what I finished, I watched, I actually watched the Notorious B.I.G., his new documentary that's out on Netflix. Now I've watched so many documentaries on Biggie and Tupac, especially, and those two in that era and their relationship and the whole East Coast, West Coast thing. But what I really liked about this one, man, it was, it was all filmed by, so when he was up and coming, he had this group of his friends that he brought with him. He called them the junior mafia. And one of them just always had a video camera and just videotaped everything. And so this is all like behind the scenes, like filmed by his buddy um, from like when he was young, like before he was anybody, man. And then when he got in, sort of the crime life and then and then got out of it and then started like his the beginning of his career and then his career taking off so you see this like introduction into him as he's like 
forming this persona of Biggie. So cool, man. And like they're all his friends, like a lot of those guys and the junior mafia people, Lil Kim, Puff Daddy, they're all interviewed as adults, but you also see them on camera when they were younger and his mom, same thing. So it's all done by friends and family. And I just thought it was really, it was really good. And it was about like him, you know, and not so much about the events of surrounding his murder. So okay. I, I really like that. And I mean, he's just like came in, he's just like a game changer, man. Like his flow, like still, even nowadays, it's just so smooth, you know, like you got a lot of these, rap, like that was one thing that him and, and, and Puff Daddy or P Diddy or whatever he goes by now, Sean Combs, maybe he goes by his name, probably not. But like, and they get into this in the documentary and it's like, oh, they were sort of one of the first ones to, like he would take like a, an R&B song and sound and then he would put like Biggie's, you know, he'd have Biggie rap with his flow over top of it. And it was just like shattering the charts. You know what I mean? Like it was just like gold. So it's really cool to see that dynamic and that relationship and where it got built from to, um, to, and to sort of the peak of his success, his success. So that one was really good. Watched, uh, Crudes 2, which is just came out as a, uh, rented it with the family. And I got to tell you, man, it has been a long time since I've seen an animated movie that was that good. Oh, nice. Like, I know, like we talked about, uh, Raya and the Dragon, which I watched again as well, because I was like, I paid $35 for that thing. I was like, we're watching this once a week. Okay. Until June it's happening. So anyways, watch Raya the Last Dragon, but Cruise 2, man, so good. So many laughs. Like we were just laughing, like the family just laughing. It was so good. Highly recommend it. Um, what else watched? Got back into Yellowstone the tv show again just it's it's so good the acting is phenomenal and the, the storyline is 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 really interesting and they're really the relationship between one of the brothers and the sisters is like there's they haven't started really shining light on it yet but they've sort of let you in the know that like there's something there's something going on here or there's something, there's a backstory here that hasn't been explored yet. So I'm really interested to see where that goes because I've said it before, man, she, her character and her as an actor, like best part of the show. She's, she's so good. Uh, and just like dealing with some demons, holy cow. And the, I don't have the actress's name off the top of my head, but she just, does it like justice so got back into that uh, kate and i watched a movie called moxie which is amy poehler she directed it and she's got she plays the mom but it's about uh this teenage girl in high school and she's like a shy introvert and this new girl comes to her school and the school sort of like has been operating in this weird way and like every year there's there's this list who gets gets put out and it's like you know a very high school terrible judgy list like best ass most 
doable, most likely to succeed most, you know, like just like things like that, that are sort of not kind. And this new person comes in and is like, why? And there's other issues. And it's, there's this one guy who's sort of like, you know, the captain of the football team, the, the sort of what movies make out to be sort of that typical jock character, uh, chauvinistic, uh, very uh, full of himself. And he, so this, when this new girl comes, she sort of doesn't take it, stands up for herself. For a lot of people, the main, like the main girl who's the introvert is like, Oh, just, you know, like, if you keep your head down, he'll move on to somebody else. And she's like, why should I keep my head down? Like, what, like I'm not doing anything. How about he just stops being a jerk to everybody, you know, which is like, well, that's a very good point. Cause, and so long people are just like, Oh, like, you know, don't worry about it anyway. So she basically inspires this, uh, girl, the daughter who's an introvert, she, she wants to do something, but she doesn't know what to do. And as she's talking to her mom, Amy's Amy, um, like, she's like, what were you doing when you're 16? And she's like, you know, we're protesting everything and trying to stick it to the man and this and that. So she like finds this old chest of her mom's and she opens it. And it's got all these old readings and stuff and like an old leather jacket with like some punk buttons and some like protest buttons on it. And she gets inspired. And so she starts, she writes like this magazine with like she puts articles and cutouts and pictures on it and gets a bunch of copies made and leaves them in the girl's bathroom and the next day starts circulating around the school and basically becomes this this huge huge thing but nobody knows it's her because she's sort of done it secretly and she doesn't want anybody to know um because that's not who she is uh, anyway, so it sort of goes out through the course of the school year of this whole thing, like ramping up and then building up all the steam and, you know, all these sort of young kids trying to make their way through, through school and that sort of 15, 16 year old rage. So it was, it was really good though. Holy cow. I, I was really impressed. Um, I, I wasn't expecting to like it as, as much as I did. Um, and what else we watched WandaVision, we finally finished it and, oh man, like it was hard. It was hard for me. I have such mixed feelings about it. Like for anybody who's seen it, like I like the show, like I like the show WandaVision, but I don't like the WandaVision show. I don't like the show in the show. You know what I mean? Like you, you've watched what four or five episodes. Yeah. So, you know, like what's happening. So basically she's, you know, this universe is created which, and they're living inside like a broadcast, a TV show. And so I like all the big things that are happening in the Marvel universe and with the characters outside and like, as they start coming and going, I, I really enjoy that, but I don't like the WandaVision show that that, that, you know, that is being broadcast to the universe. I'm like, I don't like it. I just, I don't. And I, man, like I fell asleep in the, the finale. I did. I was like, 
the finale and I was like, oh, and I was just like dozed off at one point and I woke up and I was like, oh, this is still happening. Like, and then I just fell back asleep. I, I was, so I don't know. I'm not that impressed by it. I kept fighting through it. Like we watched five episodes, a couple or a couple and then another couple. And then we stopped for a very long time. And then we got back into it and we watched one night, like a two or three. And then we had two left and I didn't even want to watch them. And neither did Kate, but I was like, we're two episodes away. Like we should just finish it. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm like, I'm not excited about it. So I don't know if I'd watch the second season. Like I just, I, I really, I, I don't know. I'd have to see what this second season's about or watch the first episode or two, but I, I wouldn't commit to another season of that. I got to be honest. Now, are they doing a second season? I'm I, guessing I don't they know. left. I fell asleep. Like I said, I fell asleep at the end. I, I have no idea how it ended. Like I, I, I have an idea. Like I know where it was going, and then I was like, I like, and to be honest, I barely care to go and find out. Like I barely care. There is the reveal. There's like a couple reveals that happened. I was like, oh, okay. And then now I'm like, huh. Thank goodness that's over. I can watch more Yellowstone. <laughs> like good TV. I have, I have a feeling that they're, they're using all of these TV shows to kind of fill gaps for the next films. Yeah, for the next twenty-one films or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, which is it's it's a good idea. It's, it's they're doing comic books, but on screen. So it's like, you've got to watch all of these shows to know what's happening in the film. But then at the same time, you don't have to watch those shows to know what's happening in the films. So who the hell knows what's going on? Mm -hmm. All I know is, is that WandaVision is done and Falcon and the Winter Soldier like kicks in today, I think. First episode what? is today. Yeah. So oh there's my a new goodness. I'm watching that tomorrow. Yeah. I'm excited so a, for that one. There's a Legends episode to mm -hmm. obviously give you the background on those two characters and then there's that one and then loki comes out um in june i think so guaranteed that this show will run until until that one comes out so funnily they'll just go enough, back to back to back yeah three different shows funnily enough unless there's more shows that you watched we're going to be going into what mr fantastic mention in the opening in the opening credits uh, sorry i was just throwing in sound effects don't mind me yeah we don't have a soundboard yet folks so we make our <laughs> all our own sound effects could you, you tell can you tell we're gonna be really good at it and then by the time they do give us some sound effect boards we're gonna be like what can i just like record my own sounds <laughs> it'd be like the guy from Oh, what is police it? Police Academy? No. Yeah, he's in Police Academy too, but he's in, oh my goodness, the Star Wars spoof one with Dark Helmet and Pizza Spaceballs? the Hut. Spaceballs, yes. <laughs> Spaceballs. Oh my gosh. Oh, it is appears it they've jammed. Yeah, it's a, it's a appears they've jammed the radar. <laughs> what kind? <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> And they have like actual jam like running down the screen of the monitor. Uh, <laughs> I don't think oh, I've ever seen that. <laughs> oh, Spaceballs? It's, I mean, I want to say it's good, but you know, 
maybe just like yeah like channel your inner seth rogan good (laughs) (laughs) oh dear okay so this is gonna be justin mentioned we're gonna do a top five uh action films now i went uh, a couple of weeks ago, Rachel put out a tweet into the Twitter sphere on uh, what people's top five action films were. And I responded initially, not with what I think are the top five action films. I went with five that I watched recently in like the last five years that I thought were really good in their own right and what they, they, they were unique and whatnot. So I can rattle off what i got here and then we can dissect or I can listen to you sweet talk me, Mr. Justin. Oh, you can go for it and yeah, or we can do, you can do one, I can do one. Oh, a one for one. A one for one. Um, one for one. Let's go marching one by one. Hurrah, hurrah. Yes, I wonder if we'll have any overlapping. Here we go. Pick pick one you think might be on mine, and I'll let you know if it is, and then maybe we can knock a couple off. Well, I don't think any of mine will be on yours. Maybe maybe a, a director will be on yours. Oh, I need to know what yours are now. Mine yeah. are pretty obvious, except for maybe minus one. So you want me to hear all five of mine? Yeah, sure. Just start with one. All right. So I went with True Lies. Oh, yeah. Atomic Blonde. Oh, yeah. Ronan. Surprising. The Keanu Reeves one? No, no, no. Ronan oh, that's is Robert De Niro. Ronan. Yes, right, right, right. Okay, I know now. Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Mm-hmm. And Ong Bak. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I have none of those. I bet you you could guess. Bet you you could guess four of my five. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, the Matrix. Yeah. The first Die Hard. Yeah. Terminator one or two. Terminator 2? Almost made the cut. Not quite. No. no. Oh, oh, dang. That's that's two. Um, it's one that's come up a lot. John Wick? No. I no. debated that too. That was a close one too. I was like, but I can only have one Keanu Reeves one. And I have to, that's ah. what I, I had to narrow it down because I didn't want to do two Keanu Reeves. And I was like, oh, John Wick or Matrix. I was like, you know, I has to be the Matrix. Has to be the Matrix for me. No bad boys. Oh yes. And Fifth Element. Oh yeah. And oh, I guess I have two Bruce Willis's. I could have done two Keanu Reeves. And I threw an Edge of Tomorrow. Ah, see, I haven't seen that one, but I want to. Mm. Because they're doing a sequel Mm. to it. Mm. I think we talked about that. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I was so, and a lot of people are like, Edge of Tomorrow, I've never heard of it. Exactly. That is exactly what I thought when this movie all of a sudden popped up into my life. All of a sudden, I see this, I was like, oh, 
I like Tom Cruise. And there was one of those ones where I was a little bit nervous because I was like, I, I, I haven't heard anything about this, but now I'm seeing it. I don't know what the theatrical release was. Is years ago now it came out. I mean, not like years, years, but it's, it's been a few years. And watched it and I thought, why is nobody talking about this movie? I couldn't get, I could not understand. It was so good. It was so good. I think it came out within a couple months of Oblivion, his other sci-fi space film, which was more of a serious space film oh, that I probably it got forgotten about. Like Oblivion. Like I watched Oblivion, of course. It was an okay movie. You know, it wasn't, I didn't think it was, I hate, I did not like the end of that movie. Oblivion. It bugged me big time. But I get it, you know, they had, you know, they wanted to have like a happy ending or whatever. You see, me and you were opposites. You're like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, no. Give um, me realism. Give me realism. But, um, so, but, but Edge of, like Oblivion, I wouldn't be like, oh my goodness to anybody, you need to watch this movie. But Edge of Tomorrow, oh my goodness, you need to watch this movie, people. It's, it's so good. And, and I think that's part of the reason why I was so impressed by it was it took me by surprise, complete surprise. And it's sort of similar to um, one of the films you were discussing, Russian Doll, actually, uh, is it's Groundhog Day-like. You know, he's ends up living the same day over and over and, and he needs to figure out why, but they're invaded by aliens. Like earth has been invaded by aliens. He is not a soldier and he gets sent out to deploy and they are fighters of these like futuristic. It's like this machine that you, you get into that's got legs and like guns for arms. And you're just like an advanced human, you know? And uh, so they're trying to defeat the aliens, but because he gets to relive the day, he gets a little bit further into the day and dies. And then he's like, okay, so this alien, so by like, as he makes his way through it and he, it's Emily Blunt uh, is the other lead in it. And she, I mean, it's Emily Blunt. She's good in everything she does. And so he sort of has to start each day, like reminding her like, Hey, we've lived this day before. Trust me, follow me. And he says certain things where she, she clues in, but anyways, they just get a little bit further to defeating them every every single time when they reset. But it's neat because at points, he's so in tune. He's like, run, 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 stop, turn left, duck, shoot, crouch, dang, barrel roll. And he's just like, and they're just like, it's like all like sequenced, right? And it's just like this epic moves. And, you know, normally they'd do that in an action movie and you're like, okay, but it makes sense when he does it because he's died 12 times to, to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I had I had that one on there to wrap up by five. That was in no particular order either there, people. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go over them real quick because otherwise we'll be talking for hours. True Lies was not the first one I picked, but it was on my top list. One, because it's the man himself, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. and James Cameron as director. Now, oh. in the 90s, James Cameron was anything that he put out. Actually, anything now he still puts out. It will make a billion dollars regardless. Yeah. 
So funnily enough, side note, uh, Avatar just retook the top spot of highest grossing film because it got re-released again. <laughs> so it was, really? yeah. Where did they and re-release it? No just- idea. I think it was in the US, China, who knows where. Um, but it got re-released. I mean, they might even count numbers for uh, like video on demand as well and whatnot. But they did that for Avengers because Avatar was on top. And then they're like, our current property is almost there. Let's re-release it so it gets to number one. Mm. There are three or four, no, two or three Avatar films that are coming out in the next like five years. So they clearly are like, okay, let's put Avatar out again, get it up there again, get it a little bit of press before we start releasing the new films. Anyway, James Cameron knows action. He and Arnold Schwarzenegger did um, the first two Terminators, hugely successful films. The second one was like, has become a staple of the genre. But True Lies is, to me, I love watching it. It's almost like two films. You get an hour and a half of Arnold trying to figure something out and then his daughter gets kidnapped and then it's like another hour of him trying to get her back with the help of his wife so it's it's like it's almost like two separate films but sort of overarching bad dude all the way through but it's got everything it's got he's like chases down a terrorist on a horse who's on a motorbike (laughs) uh there's there's all the spy stuff there's uh fighter jet fights through buildings there's like a chase scene on the florida keys bridges there's you know one man wrecking crew going and like just killing everybody it's got everything it's got laughs it's got you know heart it's got straight up just awesome everything um as a teenage boy watching that film, Jamie Lee Curtis um, does a little dance number for a spy guy who, who turns out to be a husband, but he's playing a trick on her. That is a coming of age scene right there. Mm. I can tell you you played that scene a few times, huh? Yeah. Well, there's a funny story behind it. In that scene, she, she slips on the bedpost and like, and Arnold's character like goes to like catch her. Turns out that that was him jumping out of character because he thought that she actually had fallen during a take. I was like, oh. but it was rehearsed. Like James Cameron and Jamie Lee Curtis were like, do a fall here, see what happens. Interesting. So those are the fun little tricks that you like to play on on actors. It's like, no, no, just keep it going, keep it going, in the hopes that the actor stays in the part in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say, um, it's funny how you seem to remember that scene and sort of talk about that scene better than any of the other ones in that film. I just Sir. said it was a coming of age scene. <laughs> I could go into a whole bunch of things. Elijah Dushku, if anyone knows her, she was, she's the daughter there's like a lot of these like adult actors now that we know of that were 
the kids of Arnold Schwarzenegger in some of his films. Like yeah, Alyssa right. Milano was like the daughter in Commando. And you're like, what? Anyway, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's a great actress. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's amazing. There's another good scene that I'll remember from the top of my head just to prove that I enjoy the whole <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. Is when he's we doped don't up. believe him. What was he doing anyway? <laughs> The scene when he talks to the doctor who's drugged him up and he's handcuffed on the chair and he's like, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill you and I'm going to use my handcuffs to do it. And he's like, how do you plan to do that? Your handcuffs? He's like, the cuffs you put on me, I picked them. And he's like all <laughs> doped up. And then he's like, ha, I'm free. And just like beats the crap out of him. It's, it's very satisfying. It's a great film. That's my first one. I'm going to hand it over to you now. Because that was much longer than uh, I anticipated. <laughs> that's, all, that's all good. I'm not even going to do Die Hard. We've talked about Die Hard uh, so much. But I did have The Matrix on there for me. And I like the first time, I've mentioned it before, Like I, I think we were watching The Entrapment or something. I can't have to look that up and actually see if that came out the same year as Matrix. I feel like it was that movie. It was finished and we snuck into The Matrix after and had no idea what was happening because we, we, we missed the beginning and it was like, eh? Anyways, I think we left, but like, I remember the first time watching it from start to finish. It was just, I don't know, at the time it was, it came out in what, 99? So I was pretty young then. And, I, you know, I wasn't really watching like those styles of movies, maybe. I don't know, but I just remember watching it for the first time. And even like the opening scene when, you know, when the agents show up and the police are like, you know, we sent in, oh, don't worry, we, we sent in a squad or something or a, whatever the, the description is for a whole bunch of police officers. And the agents are just like, no, they're already dead or something. And it cuts to her and it's Trinity sitting at, you know, in the room and then she stands up and that first camera shot where she like jumps up. Well, first she does the run on the walls and all that, but then that camera shot where she like jumps up and then the camera, yeah. Whoosh, and like spins all the way around. I was just like, what is this magicianry? <laughs> like, I, it was, <laughs> I don't know. Like I just liked it, man. This, and uh, I mean, Keanu, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, like all just really good performers and the story, a lot of people are like, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I Like, I find it almost like a very simple story in a way. Machines rule the world. They've created this fake reality for humans to live in subconsciously while their bodies are asleep and they're using them as batteries to power themselves. You know, it's like they're just basically using humans as batteries while creating a false you know, universe for them in a digital form. Uh, so I thought that concept was neat. So I just, yeah, it was, I just had never seen anything like it. It was just, and again, I was pretty young when I watched it. So it wasn't like I had been exposed to a bunch of other stuff and ideas and all that. But I just, I, I guess, cause it was the first one that I'd ever seen like that. Um, it was just, so cool to me 
and and lasted with me. And it's one that I can just put on. You know, there's so many like iconic moments in it where you can just quote it or just the, even this, the whole scene itself where you're just like, this is so cool. And I don't know, it's just like being a young boy too. Just like, yeah, like leather jackets and guns and kicking butt, you know, like fighting the machines. So that's why I have that one on there. Agreed. For the longest time, I wanted to buy uh, a Neo jacket, right? Because I just loved that it was like form fitted at the top and then it just like flowed out at the bottom. Oh, the trench coats? Yeah. Yeah. So good. I mean, so you could get like, you could get official like movie prop ones, but they're always like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And like, you can't oh. afford that. And like, the, like, tell me you didn't try many a times when he was dodging them bullets on the roof and he was like just threw his body back and he's staying on his feet man like everybody was trying to do that like it was just like became this like thing like you when you saw somebody doing that you you knew what they were doing man every time yeah. i was in a swimming pool <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. i still do that man yeah <laughs> it's like Hey, babe, shoot something at me. And she's like, oh, my God, like hiding her head. What are you doing? I'm going to matrix it. <laughs> I'm new. Yeah, so good. Yeah, is I it, had. Is it? I just. Is it it? No. No, no. Okay. I was thinking, was yeah. that? Is it Bill Burr? No, yeah. No. I was thinking the same thing, but I just, it's the yeah, captain so from Bad Boys, is it not? It's the captain from Bad Boys. Yeah. Yes. Shaved head. Cypher. Younger. Joe Pantoliano. Joe oh. Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano. See, when I watched John Wick. Oh, Pantoliano. <laughs> Still trying to say him. <laughs> when I watched John Wick, I can't remember which. I think it's the second one uh, when Lawrence Fishburne's character shows up. I was like, I watched that scene. And I was like, the chemistry is so good in that scene. Mm. There's 100. percent They're gonna do another Matrix film because of this. And then the third one came out, and then they had more scenes together. I'm like, they could totally, they can still like, they're both much older, but they can still get amongst those action scenes. Like, they're totally gonna do it. And then Matrix Four was announced mm. like within the year of it. So I was like, mm -hmm. yes. Yes. One more. One more. Um, I'm not going to go too deep on the other ones just for time's sake. Mm -hmm. But so what I'll do is I'm going to read off my next four and I'm going to give one reason why each one of those made my list. So Atomic Blonde uh, came out directed by the unofficial director of the first John Wick film. He was the stunt director, and he's done, uh, what's his name, David Leach. He did John Wick, he did Deadpool 2, and he's done Hobbs and Shaw, so the Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. So he's a big action director. Um, I watched that, and I was curious because the trailer made it look exactly like a John Wick film but with a female lead. I was like, oh, really? I'm still going to go see it, but – and then I watched it 
totally different. So literally they just used the trailer as a marketing ploy to be like, yo, this, you, you like that film? You like this film? Totally different film. But Charlize Theron, like you've spoken about before, mm-hmm. kills it as the action, kills it in the drama, just a phenomenal actress. I still – it's still one of my – favorite fight sequences from any film is from that that's the the fight on the stairwell oh with charlie's and i've I've watched like behind the scenes on the making of it and stuff like i just i don't know i just remember watching it and just being like oh my gosh oh my gosh holy crap like just and it just went on and on and and you're like how are they doing this i didn't even see a i didn't even see a cut but it was really good. Ooh, that'd be another good one to talk about sometime is best action sequences. Yeah, well, Fight I've got sequences. one of the films here, Ong Bak with Tony Ja. He mm-hmm. does a film called The Protector. Um, it's shot in Australia, actually. But there is a staircase scene in that film, which mm-hmm. is, it'll rival the Atomic Blonde staircase scene. Yeah. It's like a single take from the bottom to the top of this temple. And he's just nonstop going brutal on all of these people. It's insane. I was like, holy crap. What's it called? I think it's, I think it's from the protector. The protector. The protector. He's like, uh, he's, uh, the guardian of the, this elephant herd in Thailand. And then poachers come and take the elephants. So he tracks them down and re- unleashes on them all. Yep. Yeah. But uh, Ong Bak is the first one of his films that I watched. And it's uh, there's three of them in the series. But the first one is like the only one that's set in modern times. The other two kind of go into the past. But the reason why I'm going to just say one thing about it because every time I watch a martial arts film, I'm like, it has to have something wow in it for it to differentiate itself <laughs> to me from anything else. So, like, I think it was Hitchcock. No, it might have been Kubrick that said, all you need to have a, like, I'm paraphrasing here, to make a film memorable is, like, six memorable scenes. Whatever happens in between those scenes can be forgetful, but as long as there are those points that people will remember, they will remember your film. Mm-hmm. On back, there's again, it's another, it's a sequence uh, of a, it's a laneway fight, but he is he's trying to get an edge on the guy that he's fighting, so he sticks his legs in like petrol, lights them on fire. <laughs> and then flame kicks the crap out of the bad dudes. It's so insane. I'm just like, oh, my God, flame legs. Oh, what? <laughs> why is that not hurting you? Yeah, I'm like, why? But I've never seen this before, so it's, a, yeah. it's so awesome. So there's that. Um, Big Trouble, Little Chinatown, I'd never watched before, but it's uh, like a B-grade genre film with Kurt Russell. Uh, my brother loves those type of films. Um, this one's for you, Rachel. It's John Carpenter is the director. Um, but it is like sort of like a spoof on action films, but it's fun. And it's, 
it it plays with the supernatural and I don't know. I just I watched it for the first time. I was like, why have I never seen this film? It's like it's such a fun film, and and Kurt Russell is just a great leading man, yeah. and and even in those films that are like not A grade, like the Escape from LA and Escape from New York films, they're they're cheesy but they're fun, and he just plays it straight edge so well but with the right amount of like cheese on top that makes it work. Just so there's a that one. bit of cheese. Just a little bit. And then Ronan, I'll finish up with real quick. Ronan isn't quite as like action-y, it's more espionage thriller. But the reason why it's on my list is there is a car chase scene in it. Mm. that is a standard for how car chase scenes should be shot. Now, I do believe that the guys that choreographed that scene did the Born Identity car chase scene with the Mini. Mm. So think of that. But 10 years earlier, almost, uh, and it's De Niro and Sean, not Sean Penn, what's his name? Oh, he was Lannister from Game of Thrones, the first guy. Oh, he's also my Boromir goodness. in Lord of the Rings. Sean I Bean. can't believe Bean. Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Ding 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 he ding play, ding ding. Yeah. He plays a guy that thinks like he's trying to trick everyone. Like he's like, oh, I'm a you know I'm a hitman. I've done all this stuff. And Robert De Niro is like have you ever done a job before? It just like calls him out on all of this stuff. He's like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Anyway, it was a great film. So watch that, even if it's just for the car chase scene. That's my, that's my fault. That's it. That's, that's it. Nice. That's a good five. And you know what? A lot of those five I haven't seen. I don't know if I've seen Ronan. I definitely haven't seen the something – Big something in Little Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> Big Trouble Little Chinatown. Big Trouble Little Chinatown. And I can't remember if I've seen Ong Back. I, I think I have, but maybe it's been a long time. So I got a, I got a few I can get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I won't talk too much about my other two. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about Die Hard. We've talked about Die Hard lots, especially around the Christmas season. But I do Bad Boys. I'm not going to talk about this one too much either because we have talked about this numerous times and Michael Bay. For me, I mean, I had to have some sort of Michael Bay action flick on there. No, I didn't. But Bad Boys for me, I had to have it because it's it's one I can put in any time. And it's not some crazy wild story like the matrix or edge of tomorrow or even fifth element, but it's just like the chemistry that those two have is so good. Maybe one of the best on-screen chemistries. I don't know. That's a bold statement, but I, 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 love it for that reason one of the reasons i love it is 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 for their chemistry their back and forth their wit the humor it's just 
It's so on point for me. And mix that in with some action, a little thriller, mm. tight little film. And Fifth Element. I mean, it's got all things I love. Sci-fi, aliens, Bruce Willis kicking butt with hair. I mean, come on. With hair? <laughs> Gary Oldman, Mila Djokovic, Chris Tucker, great cast. Come on, 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 come yeah, it's I don't know. It 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 just capitalizes on a lot of things. It, it it's it's weird. And Luke Besson, I mean, he's one of the best sci-fi writers and uh, in my opinion, I I really like a lot of the stuff he does. And it's interesting because it's you watch Fifth Element and it's almost like it's a bit quirky, you know? Like, it doesn't try to take itself too seriously, I don't find. But that's what I think makes it so good. But it's not, like, cheesy. It's not, like, a spoof on, you know, the sci-fi action film. There's always an element of, like, the disbelief and the fun behind every sort of action that happens in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just, I, I, yeah, start to finish, I, I thought it was, you know, because it starts with the alien. So right away, you're like, okay, there's like something's going to happen, you know, and then cue Bruce Willis and the taxi driver. And, you know, he's got one, one demerit left, you know, cue Mila jumping off the skyscraper and landing in the taxi. Big bada boom. Yeah, yeah, boom, boom, big bada boom. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I don't know. I just like, ah, I just, I, I just really enjoy it. I haven't watched Fifth Element for a while. I might. Uh, oh, it's good. I think it's, it's, we've been three years ago now, but I remember us talking about this before I went back to Australia. And it was on the plane ride when I was coming home. Mm. Like when I was, and I started to watch it. I was like, oh man, Justin, I got to tell you. And then I didn't, I slept through it because I was freaking on an aeroplane and I was like, I'm <laughs> don't fight sleep on an aeroplane. Just take it no. when it comes. Take it. Yeah. It's, it's worth a rewatch. I mean, it's another one for me, pretty much all of those ones that I have listed are ones I could just put on and, and, and enjoy cool beans all righty um that was my five that i've watched in the last couple of years uh if you want to hear my thoughts further you know hit me up on social media nicely don't yell i will hear you <laughs> um i'll send us a user question and uh, i'll get to it on the next episode and that was also justin's five some great ones there that i'm gonna check out and go back on because you know, now that I'm sure most of them are on Netflix and then there's Amazon Prime and now there's also all the stars. Just side noting, the menu on Disney Plus now, I don't know if I'm a fan because they mix. When you search, <clears throat> it shows you all of the shows on the Disney 
Marvel, the National Geographic, and Stars. It doesn't have like separate search engine for each thing. So I'm like, I just want to search Disney films, and it gives me all of these other TV shows. I'm like, that's not a Disney show. What? Hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, eh. I, I got to tell you, I was saying this to Kate yesterday. Nobody, none of the streaming services do it as good as Netflix. Netflix is tight. Easy to use. It makes sense. Um, the other ones, Prime, annoys the crap out of me. And Disney Plus is is okay, but it still has its problems for me. Netflix, they got it. That's one thing they got down, man. Their 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 platform is tight. What I just found out today as well is when Disney Plus launched. It would only play one episode at a time. It wouldn't like continually play like Netflix. And then they fixed it and it became continuous play. Now they've gone back. Like it only plays a single episode and then it stops. So you have like, to, you have to fast forward it to the end of the credits. That's what I found with WandaVision. I was like, is this just WandaVision? Is Marvel making me watch their credits? And I'd have to fast forward to the end, click. And then it's like, continue watching it and then it's a 20 second countdown i don't need 20 seconds give me three or four yeah like (laughs) i will stop it if i don't want to watch it let that stuff ride let it ride because (laughs) alex is watching phil of the future which was an old disney channel show and it's just like a background show so she can like have a nap and then Mm -hmm. it just plays but it only plays one episode and then it stops (laughs) really oh that's see like Fix it again. Fig, fix it. Disney. Fix it. Figure it out. Just go do Netflix model. Can't beat them. Cop, copy their homework, but make it slightly different. But not too slight. Like just do it the same. Just do it the same, but say it was your model. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, because of that digression there, my mini anger rant, I've bled into our time and we can't do a segment. What are those dudes doing back? Just yelling through a window. <laughs> They're taking my segment away. We're gonna have to skip over finish the film blank today, folks. But we've got them in Fill the bank. In the film blank. Blank. That's blank memory blankness. Um, so we're gonna skip over it, and we're going to go and play a little tune for you. <laughs> But I have another trivia question for you. Rachel's review. I, you know what? I'm excited about this one. She got last week's, what was the first ever female monster featured? And that was, of course, in The Bride of Frankenstein, which she knew because it was like her favorite film or something. You know what? There's, she's, there's nobody more knowledgeable, I swear. So that's why, and I'm excited about this one, Hayden, because I feel like if anybody's going to know it, it's going to be Rachel. So, Rachel, and listeners, see if you can get this one, and Hayden, 
the Brov. The Brov himself. It's tricky, though. What classic film was called Production 9401 during filming? That is a head shaker. I, I don't know, but I feel like if there's somebody who's going to know, it, it could possibly be Rachel. So, Rachel, I know it was another tough one, but uh, can't make it easy for you. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rachel's Reviews. I'll start off with the question that Justin asked me uh, via Facebook Messenger, um, and I have a funny story about this too, so... Uh, the question was, what classic film was called Production 9401 during filming? Well, <laughs> I had that question in my head, and I've been th- I was thinking, 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 but f- somehow in my head it mixed up that it was a movie from 1941, and the production name was 9401. So this whole time, for the past like day, I've been trying to think about 1941 movies <laughs> <laughs> that went possibly under the production name of 9401. And I'm like, okay, Maltese Falcon, Citizen Kane, Sullivan's Travels is that year. I'm like, I am just so stumped. So um, we did give up on that question, my boyfriend and I trying to think of it on our own. So Justin got me on this one. I'll accept it. It's all good. Uh, I'm just two for two or two out of four, I believe right now. And um, I did look up the answer. So if you don't want to, if you want a spoiler of the answer, here it comes. If not, mute this for the next like five seconds. But the answer to Justin's question is Psycho. Um, It's pretty cool looking up the information on that, but that's all I will go into because um, people are muting this if they don't want to hear the answer. Okay. So over the past week, the Oscar nominations came out. I truly don't I don't know. My care for the Oscars are going down and down more and more. Um, The Golden Globes, I just, I despise the Globes. I think their categorizing is terrible and the people that are voting for everything um, I have issues with as well. But I just wanted to pan down, I guess, more on the best picture category. Um, This is the first year that I haven't seen a lot of the movies that are in the best picture category. Um, I say I haven't seen a lot. It's, it is three of them that I have not seen, but we are going to get to them. So um, I have not seen The Father. Um, I have not seen Judas and the Black Messiah yet. We are definitely going to that. I don't know if I'm going to watch The Father. I, we'll see. Um, I saw Mank. I have not seen Minari yet, but it is definitely happening because that is on our list. And Stephen Yoon is uh, nominated for Best Actor, and I'm so happy for him. Uh, Nomadland. I have seen, obviously I've talked about it before, Promising Young Woman. I have seen um, Sound of Metal. I have seen, and I have seen The Trial of Chicago 7. So I'm just missing three, Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah, and The Father. But out of this lineup, I'm hoping it goes to Nomadland, personally. Um, I love Chloe Zhao, and I really just would love for another woman to get an award in Best Picture or... um, get a word in general. I mean, best director, we've only had one, Catherine Bigelow. Um, but yeah, we need to still continue and fix up on this. But my main issue with the Oscars is the complete snub on uh, Defy Bloods by Spike Lee. Delroy Lindo absolutely 
deserves a nomination. And uh, Spike Lee absolutely deserves a nomination as director. Uh, He just, people don't appreciate him enough. And I think he's an absolutely fantastic director. And I just watched one of his films yesterday for the first time because it was his birthday yesterday, which would be yesterday was the, yesterday was the 20th. Um, I watched Inside Man with Denzel Washington, Jodie Foster, Chiwetel Ejiofor, William Defoe, or Willem Defoe, uh, Clive Owen. The list goes on. It's a great movie. Highly recommended. We've been going through a lot of Denzel Washington movies this month because I just want to start seeing things I haven't seen of his because I think he's just one of the best. Um, so, I, like I said, we watched Inside Man. We, I also got to catch Man on Fire, which I really loved. The Pelican Brief brief, which was really great. Two Guns, which was a lot of fun. It was fun. Out of Time, highly recommended, absolutely highly recommended. And uh, Devil in a Blue Dress, which again, highly, highly recommended. That was so good. And it was just, it's amazing, but give it a shot. Um, So those I would say would be my recommendations for this week. Um, Otherwise, if you do want to see an Oscar nominated performance by both Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman, may he rest easy. I miss him so much. Uh, check out Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix. Um, it's off of a, a play, the same playwright who did Fences, the movie starring Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. And Denzel actually produced Ma Rainey's. Um, it's about uh, it's it's a stage play in production in a film production, but um, it's about Ma Rainey who is a singer and her band and recording in a studio for one day and shit hits the fan basically. (laughs) So definitely give it a shot. Let us know what you think. And um, hopefully you guys have a good week of movies. Catch you next week. Bye. Welcome back again. Welcome back folks. Uh, That was everyone's favorite, Rachel, with another wonderful recommendation, review, and uh, social commentary on... (laughs) her viewing habits for the last like week. Um, everybody's favorite. She managed to get through it without being disturbed by a bunch of old fogies screaming at my friends. She's not my favorite. See, Ooh, they just don't like anything. Settle down. Holy cow. It's smacked up in here. So folks, <laughs> if you are getting to ready, the end, we're getting to the end. This We're is where things get a little bit silly. But I like to uh, tell a little story uh, about where this segment came from. So back in the old days, they used to call on set the martini shot, which is when it came to the end of the day, they would call the martini shot, which signaled that it was the last shot of the day. And then they were going to wrap it up and going home. Now, wooden bull has a history with whiskey and a really good one so a really good one so we like to call it the whiskey shot eh? and then the whiskey shot is where we talk about what we're going to be watching and consuming or doing creatively or not so creatively (laughs) over the next week Uh, i'm going to get the ball running real quick i'm going to listen to that clinky clankling Oh, it's a wonderful sound. Maybe I should start drinking. Might get my creative juices flowing again because I am stuck at a wall for 
the script that I'm writing, the sci-fi script. Um, I'm going to try something out. I know that the version of Final Draft that I have has uh, dictation. Uh, Ooh. So I'm like, instead of trying to write the words through my hands, maybe I can write the words with my mouth. As in speak them into a microphone and it attempt to write it on the, on the page for me. So it might come a lot more free-flowing that way. I don't know. It'll be interesting to try out. So I might try that as a as a way to get over writer's semi-block. Um, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to try and finish off uh, the Carlos Tevez show. I'm going to try and pick uh, something new to watch as well after that because I know it's only a one-season thing. Oh, we might be starting Empire because I, I spoke to Alex about that from last episode, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's on, like we can watch that on Disney. We should get into that." And I'm like, yeah, so I might get onto that. Uh, I might try and get uh, a few more films under the belt. Who knows if we're going to be recording again quickly uh, early next week? There might not be much time to watch anything new. This is this is true. This is very true. Uh, and that's really about it. Like I'm going to smash this one out for you folks tomorrow so it's ready to rock and roll on Monday morning for everybody. Um, and that's really about it. Nothing too crazy. I'm actually going to the day after we record next week, I think, which is the 24th, I'm going to be downtown Vancouver. So I might have my camera with me. I might be taking some photographs or oh. just some um, – might take some test footage with the lens that I got for for the film. We'll see. We'll see what I do. I took it with me last time I was down there. I didn't even pull it out of my bag. It was so cold. It was snowing. It was freezing. <laughs> I was like, I'm outside. I don't want to take my hands out of these gloves. But now that the weather's a little warmer, hopefully it's not raining. Uh, I'll have a few hours down there. See what what I can do. But you won't know for like two weeks unless yeah. I put it on social media. So that, that's what I got coming up. What about you, Justin? What do you got going on? Man, oh man. I tell you, I, I tell you what I'm going to be. I'm going to be looking for that Snyder Justice League. I'm going to be looking for that hard. I don't know if I'll watch it before we record next because we're going to be recording for our next one pretty quick, as you had mentioned. But I will be trying to find that in the weeks to come. Definitely going to watch some more Yellowstone, man. Like uh, the acting is just too good. The story is just it's just too good. It's just really – it's one of those TV shows that comes around. Like a, a lot of the shows I've talked about and even the movies we've talked about and the discussing ones, it's been like, yeah, they're good, but they're not They're not perfect. Like there's there's holes, there's gaps, there's – you know, even Empire really liked Empire. Really like Empire. It's not perfect, but you know the story is good enough to keep me around. Yellowstone, nah. It's it's all there. I mean, I I would never call something a perfect film or, or a show. Maybe I would. I don't know. But if there's one that I, is as close to it, it's it's that. Um, and those shows don't come around very often like really good drama with some action and, and all that. So definitely gonna be watching that. And I've really, and I started when we talked about that, we were going to do the five action films and 
when I knew I was going to have Edge of Tomorrow on it. That's the only one on my list that I haven't seen as much as the other ones. The other ones that you can find them anywhere. Huge, huge films. Edge of Tomorrow, uh, it's a tougher one to find. So I want to find that. I'm gonna, I want to watch, want to watch that again. I did some searching for it the other night. I uh, couldn't find it though, so may have to actually just go out and rent it or purchase it or something. So that's what I'd like: Yellowstone, Edge of Tomorrow, probably watch more Empire as well, and that's about it, man. It's about my. I don't want to say a week because we're going to be recording in three to four days. So <laughs> got some cramming to do. We do. You right on. So that folks, if you've made it this far is the end of the show. And I'm going to sign it off with uh, some sleepy tired words because I can feel that brick wall coming at me at 100 miles an hour and I'm trying to find the doorway to get through it. <laughs> um, so thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for tuning in every week. Uh, you know, find us on any of the major platforms that you get your podcasts on. Hit like, subscribe so you never miss an episode. We look forward to hearing from you whenever you guys want to chat to us online. We're always there to to, to say hi and comment and whatnot with you. I'm, I'm itching to say hi to some people, but this man on the other microphone, he's quick to the gun and he gets on it. He's itching. He is. He's right. Exclusively. Exclusively. It's a mix of specifically and exclusively to Hayden. Tag it. Say it's Justin. Mr. Hayden. Is that? Is that today's hashtag? Hashtag exclusively. Yes, that is. Right. Please write it down because <laughs> I need to know how to spell that. Hashtag exclusively. So yes, folks, <laughs> this is uh this is the bruv doing his <laughs> sign off. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day. Uh, hello. Bonjour. Until next time. Au revoir. I, you know I. <laughs> He's he's really not that thrilled with his nickname. Still, it sort of just happened. I don't know. It just it happened. Maybe. Hey, listen. You can't. You can't. One. You can't pick your nickname. Because you no, you called you, me Mister Fantastic. You, no, you picked it for me. I meant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You don't get to pick your own nickname. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, listen, I was, my nickname was Teabag for like, well, it still, still is to my friends back from Alberta. If I go home, they'll call me that. I didn't pick it. This is not a flattering nickname. Teabag. Like a cup of tea. It's not because I like Earl Grey. Okay. I have another habit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, 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 so, so, <laughs> so you, you don't get to pick it. Okay. If something presents itself or something makes sense, whether it's for me or somebody else, I'm happy to roll with something else, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe the people need a way in. 
the br- I'll put on po. The bruv or something else. <laughs> we'll see what the people say. Give, give me the worst, the worst, so that I love the bruv. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Give you the, <laughs> give you the bruv or, yeah, <laughs> not even go there for the other option. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. We'll leave it up to the hands of the people. I want to say as well, thank you if you've made it this far. Especially you are a true tried and true is that a thing listener of the show and we are very appreciative of you for coming back each week or if this is your first episode for making it through your very first episode we hope you enjoyed it we'll be doing it again next week for you and the week after 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 the record <laughs> stuck again uh, I was just going to keep going until you interrupted me so thank you for not letting me do that all night uh, no we really do It's it's been great so thank you so much uh, look forward to the next one say hi on, on the socials this is Mr. Fantastic saying I, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, this is the problem. I, I go into that with not having anything prepared. And then I go, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I actually have already said it all. I've said it all, people. I've said it all. Good night. <laughs>